Hello and welcome to Talk to Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work to Be Well. Today's podcast is a timely conversation as we're in the month of February and so much is centered around love and relationships and all the good things right now. Join me for this discussion on love languages, our three high school students from Work to Be Well's National Student Advisory Council, who are going to share their perspective on love, on love languages, and the importance of thinking about these things really in understanding yourself and understanding all the people in your life. But first, as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Okay, let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and why this topic is important to you. Mohammed, why don't you kick us off? Hello, everyone. My name is Mohammed Shadid. I'm a senior in high school at, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this topic matters to me because I think there's a false interpretation that there's only one definition of love and love languages in general. Uh, but I think that that exists in uh, all interactions on a certain level. Awesome. Who wants to jump in next? I can. I'm Adriana, a junior at Mount uh, um, Oregon High School over here. And I think that this is just really important to me because it's just a new way to like look at your relationships and understanding the love languages that people around you go through and want and show just really makes you like um, dive into like relationships better and really just you can appreciate them more. Awesome. And Kiara. Hi, I'm Kiara. Um, I'm a sophomore at Lake Stevens High School here in Washington. And I think it's really important to me to know about love languages because like Muhammad, I feel like there's like this one like definition of love that people really think of. And it's nice to be able to know how to show and appreciate others in other ways that they like. Uh, well, tis the season to be talking about love. And like always, I really want to start out with some common language around what that term means. So it'd be really great if each of you would share your personal definition of love. I was just talking about this with a friend earlier, and I think it is mostly just the thought of just it being hard to picture your life without this person, not only because they're so like essential in your day to day, but because they are just part of you, like as you walk through life, meaning that it would just be really hard to like have to live without them. Muhammad, how about you? I would define it as strong, passionate, uh, and often confusing feelings because when it, uh, in a relationship, love should be able to supersede both good and difficult times. Uh, but often people don't know how to express themselves. Which is why I bring up the confusing point. Um, to me, love is like knowing that no matter what, you can count on that person or that relationship, and it's unconditional. And overall, just gives you like a warm, happy feeling. Oh, I love that. You know, and and love comes out in so many, many different ways. But one of the ways that we talk about love, and I know we really wanted to spend the bulk of our time talking today 
comes down to love languages. Um, what are the love languages and, and what does that mean? I mean, what is a love language? Adriana, you want to kick us off? I was going to say that I think it's the way that we show our love. And through that, we can also like figure out how we feel the most loved and just like the ways that we need that. I think it entails different interactions and different things that you are, you yourself love. And like the different love languages are like words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service and physical touch. And then just one that expresses you, that one that you think expresses you the most and uh, the other, your other in a relationship too. Adam, what Mojave is saying like about the uh, love languages is that sometimes I feel like you can have a little bit more than one. You can be like a mixture of them. Like obviously there's no like set one that you feel like, say you only feel love when you have quality time with someone. I feel like it's more of a range. It's not, it's like I could, like for me personally, I'm words of affirmation and acts of service. So when people like compliment me or something or um, when someone like helps me and uses their time, that's how I feel loved. And I like showing love through physical touch and spending time with my friends and family. Well, and I really want to dive in on those five concepts because I think it's important that, you know, I bet some of our listeners have never aren't familiar with the love languages. And I want to make sure that people understand what they are. So why don't we take each one of them individually? What are some examples of like, what does words of affirmation mean? Is it just about compliments? What is that? Kiara, you mentioned that, that that's how you like to receive love. What does that mean for you? So like I said, one thing that I feel is compliments when people, like that's when I think of words of affirmation for me personally, it's compliments or like when someone says that they appreciate me when I do something, I just like, it makes me feel like happy and like what I said, warm inside. Um, or like, there's other ones that people have said, like just saying that they're thankful for me. Um, and it just like, it just makes me feel like I'm happy to be here, happy to help you, stuff like that. And that just makes me feel warm inside. Muhammad, what's that mean for you? I think my personal love language is words of affirmation. And to me, that means like in the face, just, um, support words of support for you in any given context. And also just positive remarks and compliments. Adriana, is this one you resonate with too? or I think it's one that I do subconsciously. Because to me, it means that whenever like a happy or a good thought about somebody that you love like comes through your mind, you just say it. You don't like keep it in or wait until like the next day to remind them that like you're thankful for them. Um, so I don't think that it's like my main one at all but I do really resonate with it because I think it always like feels really nice to receive it as well. So do any of you have quality time as your love language? Definitely. Adriana, what's quality time mean for you? Quality time to me just means spending, like giving up a little bit of your time, like that you would have had for yourself to spend it with a person that you love because you want to like hear about their day and just like spend time doing an activity or just talking because you really like value like that person. I just think that spending time with someone is just the most like important way to like actually show love. If I were to rank them, I would say that 
uh, quality time is my second one, just because I do enjoy uh, family banter, um, personal time as well. Uh, I think it's really important to have in general as well. Kira, how about you? For like quality time, like Adriana was saying, um, sometimes it's just like doing something you don't even enjoy just to make the other person happy. Um, like my little brother, um, Luke, he loves video games. And how do I say this? I am not the best at video games. So like something I do to show him that I care about him is that I'll like go out of my way and be like, hey, do you want to play a round of Madden real quick or something? Um, and that I always see him super happy when he destroys me in it. But stuff like that, or like my friends will do an activity that they know that I enjoy that they don't. And it just makes me like happy to know that they care to try something with me. Oh, that's such a good example of quality time, doing the things that, you know, make other people happy, even if they don't necessarily bring you the most joy. Now, another love language we have in here is receiving gifts. Do any of you have receiving gifts as as your love language or or maybe know somebody who has that? And what does that mean, Kira? So, again, one of my brothers, um, he enjoys receiving gifts for his thing. And the way that I've asked him about it before, I'm like, how do I show that I love you? Um, and he told me about receiving gifts. And he this is how he worded it. He's like, the thought of knowing that you were thinking of me. So, like, if I go to the store or something and I get him something that I know he likes and bring it back for him, he's happy that, like, I thought of him in that moment enough to get him something. Or, like, if I'm going to go get food or something and I bring him back something that he likes to eat, he says that that makes him happy. That's a great example. I would definitely say that my mom has this as her, like, one that she likes to receive um, because, you know... I just really see her like totally light up as soon as like my dad like definitely knows this and he will like go to the store and buy her like Ferrero shares or like her favorite chocolates and like flowers and even like small things the other day he bought her this like little like wiener dog um, magnet I think it was because she had one when she was growing up and that like made her weak and I think it I think that she put it Kira put it very well that it is just a thought. Like the fact that they know that you were thinking of them. You know, it's interesting. I like um, to give people pie. I make pie. Um, I love to make pie. It's part of what I do. And I love to give people pie uh, because it, it really, it's just one of those nice, wholesome things. Nobody expects a pie. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of like one of my love languages, but I get it in that I like to give people gifts, um, which I think is the the way that I like to express that in there. I know one of the other um, love languages we see in here is acts of service. Do any of you have acts of service for your love language and, and how you like to receive? Kira, how do you think of this one? So for acts of service, again, I, I think it kind of works a little bit with quality time. It's like going out of your way to do something. Um, like my older brother, he knows that like for school is really important to me. So he'll like, help me with my homework or something if I ever ask. Sometimes he can't always help me, but like if I have a question, he'll try his best and like that just is important to me. And it makes me happy that he's like going out of his way to try and help me with something. Or like my little brothers will help me with a chore or something, which I deeply appreciate because uh, no one really enjoys doing chores. Um, and so that's just something that I enjoy. 
Anyone else have a resonate with acts of service? Um, I remember that like in the first couple of months that like my boyfriend and I were dating, we were like on this call and it was just a regular call. We were just like updating ourselves on like what was going on. And then a little bit later, I realized that like he had like gone out of his way to like go out to his car to have that call because something else was going on in like his family in his home and he wanted it to be like a more like quiet environment and I just thought that that was like really sweet and I would say that that is like an act of service like even when you don't see it as like an act of service just that that's happening and especially when you realize it a while later I think that that is like really really nice and really made me feel loved. Awesome. I love that. And maybe baking pies is more of an act of service, huh? <laughs> but uh, I really like that. The, the last love language we have in here is physical touch. Do any of you resonate with physical touch? Is that your love language? Adriana. I definitely would rank this one as my first. And I feel, I just want to like say first that I think this is a very hard love language to have. Mostly because if, especially when you want physical touch, because it's very hard to be reciprocated by someone who doesn't have it as well. Um, but I just say that physical touch is my love language because it just feels very warm to like be sitting by someone. And like, even if it's my mom, like rubbing her hand is like something I'll do a lot or like just squishing my little sister's like um, arms while she's like sitting on my lap or like braiding their hair is something that I just really want to show people that I love them. And I think that that's like the easiest like way for like my body to like exert that because I feel like I'm always moving and to be like touching on someone as long as like they're okay with it, I think it's just very, very like makes me feel like they're loved. Makes me like feel like I am doing my duties as like their older sister or daughter. Oh, that's a beautiful explanation. Anyone else? I think, I think for me, it, um, it resonates with me and my brother, like when we play a lot, um, we enjoy wrestling and stuff. And I think that's a good example of showing like that we carry each other in a way, uh, even though it sounds ironic, but um, that's just something we do together. Oh, that is definitely something that I know siblings often do. Um, I know even though my, my children are in their twenties, they still love a good wrestle and, and it's awesome and fun to watch and a little scary sometimes too. But I also love the idea of, of physical touch as a love language in terms of how it helps also ground people in their body. The act of brushing someone's hair, of braiding someone's hair and some of those types of things, very much a uh, part of what people with, with physical touch, who have physical touch as a love language is so important both to give and to receive. I think that's wonderful. Um, when you look at the people that are in your life, like your family and your friends, and I know you all gave some really great examples. Um, are there people who have love languages sometimes that are more difficult or challenging for you? And how do you deal with that, Kiara? Um, to go back on the physical touch, uh, that's my mom, one of my mom's love languages, and it is completely opposite for me. Um, I don't like hugs. I don't like being touched. Um, I don't like people touching my hair. Like, I remember my mom telling me when I was little, when she would try and braid my hair or something, I'd freak out. I just don't like being touched. 
um, but it is really important to her. And so like in order to show love to her, even though I don't enjoy it, sometimes I'll give her like a hug or something um, like, or like, I'll do that with my friends too, where like, they like physical touch though. Like, I don't like greeting people. Like I'll give them a half five or something. Um, but when they like greet me, I'll like hug them. So that way they know that I do care about them and they know that I'm like going out of my way because they know I don't enjoy it. I would say that one that I find pretty difficult, not because I don't like to reciprocate it, but because I think that it's just hard with the schedule is quality time, especially because one of my best friends, um, her love language would definitely be quality time. And I have like parents that are pretty strict. They let me go out like twice a week, as long as like my whole part in my like chores and everything is clean. And I take my sister to her Taekwondo classes and everything. Um, so I just think that it's really difficult when I have to like try to go out and like as much as I want to, like I wish I could just give her a gift and make her feel loved. I think um, giving, receiving gifts um it's a bit awkward for me i don't like to do that as much um and then w when it comes to giving others you never know what exactly is the perfect gift so it creates some stress in that sense um so i think that would be the most difficult one for me to deal with or to to practice it for others that can be a really tough one uh especially if it's something that you're not really comfortable with, comfortable with you know as we're talking about love, one of the things that often comes up is, is how, what's the relationship between love and your mental health and how does love, whether it's romantic love or, you know, sibling love, parental love, friend love, any of those types of things, how does that impact your mental health? Positively or negatively. If people understand it and you are aware that they're actively practicing your love language, it can be very, very positive for you uh, because you understand that people respect and want to conform to your your values and what you enjoy to do. Um, and on the opposite side, if they don't, it can be detrimental, um, harmful, make your feelings feel invalidated and inferior to others. Kira, how about you? having like good healthy strong relationships definitely can improve your mental health but I think that one of like the most important things to always realize is that I feel like no matter what loving someone will always carry some anxiety from that person because I think that no matter what you will always worry like for example my mom um the oldest just went off to college and you know she really is not the type to party or anything and is like the biggest bookworm out there but my mom will still be like extremely worried and sometimes will just have like a fit of anxiety just over her and just making sure that she's fine even though she like calls every single night and like gives her whole like reviews on days and everything so i think that it is always just really important to check up on like each other and make sure that like you guys are fine and that no matter what you do, you're going to like be safe, for example, if you're going out somewhere. Um, but overall, I think that it can be a very healthy thing. Oh, that's such a great example, Adriana. I appreciate that. Kiara, how about you? Like I said about my like my youngest brother who likes video games or something, um, he gets left out quite a bit because all of us are much older and we usually are off to do our own things. But parents are both working and so I feel like he can be a little bit down when we don't spend time with him or something and he feels left out and like that's why I try and spend quality time with him and do things that he and 
enjoys that I don't. Because um, I feel like that, obviously I can't speak exactly for him, but it seems to make him happy, usually smiles. And I think helping and showing love to others can improve. Like knowing that I'm making my little brother happy makes me happy. So it improves my mental health in a way and it improves his. You know, it occurs to me, one of the things we haven't really talked about is how do you know what your love language is? How do you, how did you guys learn this? Where did it come from? I know that there are definitely like those quizzes that you can do um, and they go like really in depth to really finding out like where um, it like even stems from like your love language. But for me personally, I just remember one day learning about love languages in one of my classes and then the, the teacher kind of just skipped over it as if it was like, oh, anything else, but I had never heard of it. So I ended up going home and just reading up on all of them and realizing, not really, not really, not that one. Oh, definitely physical touch, you know? And I think it was just like a process of elimination for me personally on which one was definitely mine. Oh, that's awesome. Kira, how'd you learn so much about this? Um, so actually my school um, had like this health week in our health classes um, about like mental health and love languages came up and we had this whole day where we took a, like in our health class, we took the, like a bunch of those online tests that you, most people have like heard about. And I mean, sometimes the, we didn't feel they were the most accurate, but like there were some that were like, that would tell you the percent and tell you exactly how you show it, how people receive it. And I know a lot of kids in my class, like we've like to this day, if we had to take those tests again, which some of us have in our other classes, um, I still get the same exact ones every single time. And then once I learned what I'm like, oh yeah, that like it resonated with me. I'm like, yeah, I do like words of affirmation. I like acts of service. Then I read up more on it. And like, even my mom mentioned it to me a couple of times from books she's read. Oh, that's awesome. Mohammed, how'd you learn? Uh, I learned through it online, through quizzes, to be honest, uh, online quizzes, BuzzFeed quizzes, uh, things like that, social media platforms. It wasn't really talked about much at my school, which I think it was awesome that it was for some of uh, you guys. Um, but yeah, for me, it was online. So it sounds like we might be needing to post some of those online resources so people can learn their own love languages and learn what other people's love languages are. As we begin to kind of wrap up our episode for today, I want to get from each of you why this matters. How have you seen knowing somebody's love language improve your relationship with them or even having somebody know yours? What are some examples of that? I think understanding uh, others' love languages and having other people understand yours proves that they truly care about you and that they want to compromise and do things that they necessarily might not be as comfortable with, but they want to do it in order to make you happy. So I think that's a really uh, wholesome thing to see. Oh, that's awesome. I think that like a really important part of it is just like, well, for example, my younger sister has always been kind of more like to herself until we realized that her love language was physical touch because I, Although I do like um, physical touch, like giving it, I don't really like hugs or anything like receiving it. But one day when I found out and like she was telling me about it, she was like, Adriana, can I just have a hug? And I was like, of course, I don't really like hugs. But like, yes, totally. And so that day, like 
we hugged and we hugged a couple of times because I think that she was going through it. And I just remember that like ever since then, when I like see her or when I'm talk walking her to like her Taekwondo classes and everything, I'll always just make sure to like hold her hand, even though we're like both older, um, just to show her because I think that ever since we have had like a much better relationship. And I think that that is what it is, like what Mohammed was saying, like just showing your love to somebody else, practicing their like their love language, even though it might not be yours, just to like really amplify it to them that like you are loved. Oh, that's a beautiful example. Kara, how about you? So like I've mentioned with like my family and like my friends, like they like physical touch. I don't. And I know it strengthened our relationship because I had one of my friends like ask me and I'm like, because like we've been friends for a few years and she's like, Kira, do you actually like, like hanging out with me? And I'm like, I was like so confused. I'm like, that's such a bizarre question. Of course, I like spending time with you. And she's like, yeah, but like you don't ever like touch me or anything like that. Because like hers is physical touch. And because like I don't like hug her when I greet her and she'd always go in for a hug. And I would like, you know, like when your mom, when you were little or something, tried to hug you and you'd like squeeze up and you're just like, no, thank you. Like my parents used to do this thing called a sandwich and they'd smush us in between them in a hug and like stuff like that. I just never enjoyed that. Um, and so like, she was like, she's like, Kiera, do you like, are we good friends or, and I was, it was just so crazy to me. And then now I start like, whenever I see her in the hallway at school, I'll like go up and I'll give her a hug and be like, how have you been? Um, and she's told me that she like, she really appreciates that type of stuff and knowing that I'm thinking of her, even though I'm, I don't enjoy it. Oh, I love these. Cause that really are, this is a really important topic. I think more so than, than most people realize is understanding what is unspoken. You know, if you had a friend who you felt you needed or maybe a family member, how would you connect somebody? I mean, what would you say? Hey, you know, I want to know what your love language is. Take this quiz. I mean, is that how you do it? I think it can be one way, but also having a conversation and trying to figure out what their passion and interests, where they lie, that can help determine certain love languages too. And just having a discussion about it, since it isn't such a wide known and wide spoken topic can really be beneficial as well. Yeah, I have to agree with Mohammed. I think that like, just, first of all, I think that the quiz is just a really smart way to do it. And I think that it's pretty easy as long as you relate to it. But I think that the most important would probably be like a conversation, pulling them up, reading what they are, and just like talking about them and how each one of those would make them feel and deciding like which one would make them feel the most loved. If they're saying, I think a quiz is always like a safe way to go, kind of, because they can, you can both take it together too, which is like a fun experience. I remember when we did it at my school, every kid was like, we were raising our hands like, hey, who has this? And we were like, so happy to like, oh my gosh, we have the same one. And like, it's also like a pretty simple topic to bring up. You can just be like, like about the quiz, you can just be like, hey, do you want to take this quiz with me? Because like, I remember me and my friends have taken a bunch of random like BuzzFeed quizzes and they're pretty enjoyable and, and like really funny like what house I'm from um what type of singer I'm like things like that it's just a way like to talk about it and it's pretty easy well I think I see some love language quizzes coming to the work to be well website soon uh as something that we can perhaps delve into a little bit more and maybe uh do some more development I know I've learned a lot today and I want to thank you all for sharing your knowledge about the five love languages 
with our listeners today and educating me a little bit more and getting me thinking about what my love language is. I'm going to go find one of those quizzes when we're done, by the way. And I want to thank you all for joining me today on Talk To Be Well. If you're looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions you may have, check us out at providence.org. And if you're interested in learning more about mental health, wellness, well-being, and coming to you soon, love languages, check us out at worktobewell.org. That's work, the number two, bewell.org. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk To Be Well. Be well, everybody. 